Hey there, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. But before I take you to your show, I have a very small request to make. Do check out the other episodes that we have created so far. And as you know, we are available on all major music and podcast streaming apps across the world. So whichever podcasting platform you're listening to, do hit the follow button and leave us a rating as that will help us improve our content and reach a wider audience. And with that, welcome to the show. and we are on so people of the world ladies and gentlemen boys and girls ah, say that again mate priya say hello to everybody hello namaste sastri akal i'm sounding like uh, wo kbc ka starting hello uh, adar ramantrun <laughs> then he goes <laughs> but today is a special episode ladies and gentlemen and priya because uh, we got a lot of request of uh, bringing the great bharat bhai back because our uh, drug episode is now in top 3 most listened episodes and it was so much fun it was so much data and so much of everything like um, i almost went to smoke once but no that's wrong i didn't <laughs> <laughs> so please everybody we have bharat bhai on say that mate once more Um, hey priya hey gorov uh, thank you guys for having me here good no. evening everyone and a very happy independence day from mexico viva la oh. mexico yeah today is mexico independence day happy so, independence day mexico it was a long weekend so yeah so guys uh, we spoke about marijuana in the last episode we went to the world war 2 and you remember we were closing the episode with a couple of uh, stories from the alien sightings and how it all eventually started after the world war 2 uh priya do you think aliens exist well i think uh, from the l- great science behind uh, the movie which was shown in our childhood koi mil gaya i think they exist i think forget the science uh, every time i look at your sister i like yes to <laughs> this they are right here living between us <laughs> and yeah the the very famous uh, priya very good to put that out koi mil gaya our only only alien encounter and exactly. the credible source of uh, whatever information that we have that yeah aliens do exist and also they know hindi as well so yeah i i do think they exist and they look like something like that what yeah, yeah, yeah. but let's not uh, let's not make a fool of ourselves and give the stage to the expert bharat bhai over to you mm. do guys exist guys first of all tell me why do you bring all the controversial topics to me i mean marijuana aliens seriously <laughs> you got to take one for the team if tomorrow exactly <laughs> right let me see Yeah. we have more data about marijuana than aliens frankly i mean we might have data but it's not public it's of very course. much controlled now when now as priya said that aliens exist why do you think priya that aliens exist i mean do you see them anywhere have you we, ever seen an alien no we haven't but we have heard so many conspiracy oh. theories around it that i feel they might okay okay yeah i mean Yeah that's right i mean we hear stories about a lot of things a lot of stuff that we have not seen and we believe it right especially us indians right we have like over what Correct. multiple billion gods that we believe in 
so yeah yeah stuff like that but but let's approach this from a scientific manner right so if you look at the universe itself universe is very very old right about 14 billion year old and right. it's 90 billion light years in diameter you know it's it's a it's a lot light year is the amount of time light travels in one year right and it travels at 3 into 10 to power 5 kilometers per second or 300000 kilometers per second that's super fast man nothing can go faster than that right so now if you look at our universe right, it's so huge so big and it has about 100 billion galaxies each of those galaxy has about 100 billion to 1000 billion stars okay and here we are only talking about the stars okay recently we discovered that planets are also very common and in each and every one of them one of the stars might have the possibility to hold at least one planet okay wow even if we go by that okay even if we go by that if you take 5% of the stars that exist just in milky way okay and from that if you only count 0.1% of the habitable planets only our milky way would have about 1 million planets that are like earth right 1 million planets that are that are same as earth that are in the habitable zone of their star where liquid water can exist on the surface now we also see that the universe is 14 billion years old and our earth is only 4.5 billion years old in those 8 billion years life has had a lot of chance to develop right trillions of chances trillions mm-hmm. now let's say if life developed and even one of that planet survived that turned out to be an advanced race okay even if they traveled at 0.1% of the speed of light they would have been able to colonize our milky way in just 100 million years so going by that logic where are all the aliens i mean it the world should be full of spaceships and stuff like that right wherever we look but we do not hear anything we do not see anything no one has responded to our uh, radio signals that we send over for years and years into the space they have decayed long back so where are the aliens where are they priya i mean logically if you speak like that i mean they should be everywhere everywhere yeah right so where are they Uh, this is something called as the fermi paradox that where are the aliens yes. right and there is we have no answer for it we just have theories but we have no answer for it okay so it's <laughs> it's unknown where are all the aliens logically i mean but there yeah. is a, there is no fire without a smoke and mm-hmm. there has to be a reason why people so much like ready with their uh, theories about it ready with uh there is, with the belief that there is some life beyond this or uh, they are, they are existing still with the of course we have heard of nevada uh, you know the famous area 51 why it's still restricted and people tend to go there and they want to see what is happening there exactly so i believe yeah. maybe that's why yeah. well i believe that too i agree with your point of view i mean there could be aliens but if you look at the solutions of the fermi paradox right i mean mm. if you look at the evolution of life itself there is always a competition between species correct our ancestor they were innovative they were very creative right and they were very greedy for resources that is why we won the race for our planet right we control all the resources and at the moment all the rest of the species are so at our mercy that we wipe out over a dozen species a day just as an unintentional consequence of the way we want to run things just just as a consequence of how we run things just that and we don't even know about it 
right mm-hmm. so if you talk about if you go into that manner if you go to other planet i mean you can assume that the evolution of life on that planet would also be the same and if these two species meet together what makes you think they would be peaceful or what makes i mean if you are a hunter you go to a jungle right and there is another hunter and you you already know that for your survival you would shoot first and the other hunter would also do the same he would also shoot first for his survival so maybe the when the species they come together they just destroy each other and that has happened maybe in the past that is why there are two kind of species left now the quiet ones and the dead ones that is one of the solutions of the fermi paradox yeah it's called the dark forest solution right that yeah you just live peacefully and quietly or you'll be annihilated wow yeah. right but yeah but that is a very interesting and a very lengthy topic maybe for some other time let's get back to our aliens right <laughs> so um i would i would like to before, before you proceed but right like mm-hmm. i take on the existence of aliens see this is like you said this is a huge universe so many different galaxies so many billions of stars and everything it's right to believe that we are the only ones existing yeah i mean there are some theories that believe that that yes maybe universe might have been hostile to to get to a great civilization you have to cross certain barriers okay i mean the barriers can be small or large invention of wheel you can call it as a barrier it gave us a lot of it did us a lot of good right yeah. uh, invention of fire right those are small barriers but there could also be some great barriers uh, invention of some kind of a gravitational propulsion system that does not require us to burn large amount of fuel jets travel through spaces right bending of space and time making warp drives and stuff like that right so <clears throat> there is a lot of stuff that goes around a lot of theories that alien might exist like i said the dark forest solution that there were or they are just wiped out right for if you talk even about us how old are we 250000 years right a life on earth is what 250 million years just that but the earth is 4.5 billion so there could also be an opinion that after a certain point of time is just is just stops to exist there's something like that happens and we have in the we have seen in the past even before the dinosaurs there have been a lot of asteroid strikes that have wiped out a population from earth if you look at the evolution of life it did not before dinosaurs there was a lot of life that was wiped out and after that dinosaurs came in the in this uh, triassic jurassic cretaceous periods okay but before that it existed for millions of years and for dinosaurs to come also there was an asteroid strike which wiped out the previous species and then they came and then the same happened so that is also a solution right but even if you go by that theory why do not we see remnants of spaceships and buildings on mars and stuff like exactly. that exactly yeah. right yeah so yeah there are a lot of theories going around but yes it is it is foolish to believe like i said i mean even if you look at the possibility 0.1% just in your milky way we have 1 million planets exactly like earth where life should exist and initially the uh, universe was very hostile right 14 billion years big bang happened it was all very warm and stuff then it started cooling down galaxies formed right but 1 to 2 billions later we have evidence that planets were formed so i mean if the planet started forming 12 billion years from now and the earth only formed 4 billion year, year ago right in eight, in those 8 billion years if you look at the number of planets that would have existed in the universe okay milky way there are 100 billion galaxies like milky way which are also much bigger than them if you do the math there should be a lot of life around okay right. and an advanced species would not be scared of us why would it be 
right even if you hear when we say that we have heard about alien stories this and that i mean i'll tell you a lot of stories i can definitely tell you that they are more advanced than us right they are why are they hiding then true right <clears throat> See, so also, yes this is just very yeah. uh, i just uh, wanted to share that i heard from somewhere and I might have read somewhere that um, uh, it's a conjecture maybe that humans might look like aliens this is how uh, the scientists or the people behind it might be considering that this is how aliens look with the huge eyes and you know forehead right. is, is a bit abnormal than usual because we have been causing so much destruction and ruthlessly living uh, mm. in the mother earth so uh, what do you think i mean uh, is this is this how we have created uh, an image of alien this is how they look like huge i'll tell you a story around. later in the episode okay, okay where there is a report of a us general reporting seeing something like that okay mm-hmm. so like you mentioned area 51 yeah, that is a very small part of there is a lot more interesting stuff going on around the world than area 51 that's just yeah we just hear about it a lot but yeah there are a lot of things we don't hear about that are much more interesting <laughs> yeah. so you you were talking about i i remember in the previous episode we were talking mm-hmm. uh, after the world war 2 when the first sightings were uh, seen right so yeah let's start with our story okay but before we do just know this the alien activity is always related to nuclear warfare or anything related the most of it 90% of it okay that is what i have read in my research and understood okay it's it's all they are they just want to prevent a nuclear war or something like that or maybe their intention is to protect us not not let us destroy ourselves right maybe they are like god like creatures to us like we also say in yeah. some some of the cultures that shiva was also an alien the most one of the most important of our gods he was also an alien okay that is also being said so stuff like that okay so, so the <coughs> power plants are shaped like uh, uh, the tombs of shiva right yeah right, right. like a shivling most Correct. Of, most of it I, across the world we have seen this i'm, I'm not very sure about, about this but this is what <coughs> very high level but yeah bye bye what do you hmm. <clears throat> okay so last we talked about right that the world war that was the i mean the worst worst conflict in the history of the world till now it coincided with another great phenomena and which raised altogether a different kind of concern the ufos or unidentified flying objects <laughs> carrying aliens <laughs> so mm-hmm. the first time it happened was in 1944 over the franco german border okay us night fighter squadron was flying over it and they noticed something something strange and they termed it as a foo fighter okay and this forms the prelude to our ufo phenomena which coincides with the deadliest conflict in the history now in 1945 united states dropped two bombs in hiroshima and nagasaki right and then in 1949 unite uh, the russia soviet union they tested their first nuclear bomb and thus started the 40 long year cold war right what happened during the cold war was basically instead of after the war the soviet and the us working together stating that we dissolve the war together let's bring the world make it a more peaceful place instead of that they started developing nuclear weapons and spending trillions and trillions dollars of modern world into developing the weapons and placing them in silos in nuclear submarines in their aircraft so that 
if the war starts again everyone could be dead in just 10 seconds okay that is what they basically did but when they started when these nuclear tests started they were preceded by a lot of astonishing events a lot of them so our story primarily starts in june of 1947 in the washington state where there is a private pilot called kenneth arnold who first saw something some glowing object flying up in the sky when he was cruising up in his uh, private plane okay so is he it reported in... sorry so did he observe it in united states or it's somewhere in near japan yeah it's no no it's in washington okay okay the state of washington okay in united states our initial our most of the stories would be related to united states okay oh. the initial data comes from there okay so what they what kenneth arnold reported to the press was that they he saw something this shape flying glowing in the sky and the press was very keenly termed it a flying saucer or a flying disc or an unidentified flying object okay now from this story it was not very credible it did not raise a lot of noise but one month later the incident and this is like one of the most important alien incidents in the history and it is very well known it's called the roswell incident okay so in july of 1947 in roswell new mexico there is a major called jesse a marcel he was an air force intelligence officer he goes to his home wakes up his 10 year old son and he shows him items that were recovered from a ufo to his son okay this is the roswell incident this is the first and the only time when air force authorized the news article stating that they have captured a ufo and the report created a lot of turmoil i mean just think about it you are the president of the united states you have just won the world war harry truman was the president right so you are the president you get a report that one of the news one of your air force bases has reported capture of a ufo what are you going to do i mean it shatters all your beliefs right everything from jesus your religious beliefs to to everything else how do you tell people that they are hostile or they are not hostile or what are we going to do so what happened was the incident was hushed up every piece of information was logged up the general was requested back to the base he was briefed all personnel and property associated it everything has to be logged up the ufo genie that came out was put back into the bottle and it was it was pretty soon forgotten i mean they said that a ufo was reported and then they said it was just a weather balloon and everyone forgot about it the news it just went crazy no one believed it they just believed that it was just a weather balloon but later we we proved that yeah the incident was actually either true or at least it was reported and there have been a lot of incidents like that <clears throat> okay i mean and and it's obvious you are in 1947 if if something like that happens what are you going to do i mean mm. you see ships flying at that speed with that maneuverability it's like a world war scenario right if people get to know they are going to think like that laser ships killing them and stuff like that right so from there our story starts and from there united states laid the foundation of a lot of secret projects that investigated uh ufos right there was project sign project grudge which was later turned into project blue book right after one year of this incident the cia was formed do you know that and the cia had a top secret 12 member agency within them called the majestic or mj12 their only work was to deal with ufo operations so some people say that yes all the cia the nsa all these agencies were formed to just hush up the information hush up these information that is what the original it was not just to gather intelligence about 
about personnel and military, but also about EFOs. What other countries are doing? What are they investigating? <clears throat> okay, right. So, <laughs> moving forward to our story. Okay, after Blue Book was created, they investigated a lot of lot of it. Okay, and in one of the declassified files of Blue Book, there is a 1952 incident that is very very famous, and it is the one that raised a lot of concerns. So, what the project reports is that in July of 1952, around uh, near Washington, the air traffic control. saw seven objects unidentified flying objects there was seven of them being reported on the radar okay this was reported back to the seniors and they confirmed that multiple sightings on the radars by personnel by military pilots were seen near around washington okay and then what happened was seven ufos they flew right over white house right over the capitol building hovered there and disappeared wow <laughs> Oh. Okay. Okay. Again, now, and it did not end there. Now, one week later, the same thing happened again. Those seven UFOs, they saw them again on the radar. This time, they scrambled jets. So now you you see the credibility of this information. If it was nothing, why are fighter jets being scrambled by the president? Right. He scrambled F ninety four fighter jets, and there was. uh there was a pilot who was able to lock on one of the ufos to chase it but the ufos maneuvered at 1150 to 7000 miles per hour and he lost it because the attempt was futile you cannot do it the name of the lieutenant was william patterson okay so it, wow yeah he witnessed it he locked on to it and it just maneuvered it So I mean that's an amazing episode of history, and it has happened many times. This is one of the reported incident. But you look at many documentaries; people say it has happened many times. You you try to chase them, but they are just going to outmaneuver your yeah. best technology. You yeah. cannot even reach them. Super. Okay. Yes. So this July nineteen fifty two incident. Yeah, the data is available on the radar screen. There is officially reporters were denied permission to photograph the radar screen. and this data is documented and it's okay. available and it's available in documentaries yes now now to to increase the credibility of the information okay and there is a recording of what i'm going to say if you look at the documentaries you'll see the recording of the general stating this from the pentagon saying this so 29th of july 1952 there was a press conference held in pentagon and that was the biggest press conference after world war 2 okay major general john alexander he spoke to public and the military officers about these sightings that were confirmed over washington in the capitol building and he stated that these sightings are 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 seen from biblical times it not it's not recent these mm-hmm. have been seen from biblical times and there are critical credible people who are seeing incredible things and you cannot explain it other than a phenomena uh, there is no explanation for it and this is a press conference in pentagon from major general wow okay this is the one and the only time in history when a commander of the world superpower issued a public statement on ufos and a loss to explain them what they are there was a public statement issued Wow. So right. this was like uh, 
very much into the press as well during that time is what you're saying yes it was it was very much into the press i was looking at uh, this documentary a few days back and there is a recording of from pentagon from, from the general and this is his line that it is seen from biblical time and credible people have reported seeing incredible things that we are at a loss to explain that we are not able to explain and and it is nothing new to this day you will see that ufos are everywhere near all the new arsenal bases and there are two document cases where activation systems were tampered with so maybe like i said maybe the aliens thinks that we are going to destroy themselves and they just want to protect them they do not want to show them up but they but they want to show the governments that we are here and we will not let a nuclear war happen or or something like that i am not sure why what relation is with with them to nuclear the US, but they so yeah. objects or whatever are who hover around the new uh, nuclear bases they uh, like played around with the activation thing yes now listen to the stories okay just just keep a keen eye for the activation stories so there are two document cases yes in the us itself two documented cases where the activation codes were tampered with in the nuclear bases okay which had nuclear arsenals Okay. So and uh, in 2010 there is an UFO expert Robert Hasting uh, in 2010 he states that from the data that was declassified by different governments and there is a lot of data available from the Brazilian government they considered that that is the government if any government declassifies is the brazil government who is going to do it okay but after the collapse of soviet we got a lot of data about aliens and all the activities that have happened okay so from those from that material and by interviewing the former or retired military personnel he confirms that beyond any doubt there is an ongoing incursion to this day near nuclear facilities that aliens there is an alien incursion to this day near all the power nuclear power plants and nuclear facilities and you will find a lot of them active near them wow okay i'll tell you another story of 1952 we just talked about right uh, july 1952 listen yes. to another november 1952 story of desert spring okay this is the first alien encounter where a human said that i have seen alien okay so there was in 1952 there was sightings of a flying saucer near uh, desert spring okay and there was this guy called george adansky okay who a week back gave a report that he and five of his colleague a team of six they were returning from stargazing and he saw some blue light some some hot light or a, you know sort of fluid light kind of thing floating over the forest and it landed five of his companions they stayed back because they were scared but he went there he went to that place there was a spaceship who was sort of a lamp with lights at the bottom and with sort of a ping pong thing at the top and he saw the door open and he, and the report that he gave was that he was alerted by a being from venus and the name of the being was arthon and what he said that he communicated him without words mentally telepathically or something and that that being arthon from venus told him that you should be beware of a nuclear war and we are in 1952 so is just the start of nuclear test and cold war okay and there were a lot of other independent sightings apart from that team of six i mean that guy had five eyewitnesses with him who saw that happen 
okay and apart from those six people there were a lot of other independent witnesses who said that they saw something land in the forest okay and just a week after there were sightings by uh, hundreds of people near desert spring where where he reported that that happened that he met with a being arthorn from venus wow <laughs> yeah, that's 1952. That through telepathy or something, he just inputted a message in the person that beware of a nuclear. And most most interesting part of all of it is they are always around the nuclear. Thing. Right. That's yes. They to keep in mind everything is around nuclear. Okay. And now I told you about the Roswell incident, 1947, right? Where yeah. this guy showed him. now why is it important now start the credibility of it okay because one year later cia formed majestic majestic 12 formed during and during even before that time okay during the world war before even the bombs were developed it is said that there was a meeting between churchill and eisenhower the presidents both the president during the war and they discussed in that the details of uso ufos and that they exist okay and this meeting there was this guy he is unnamed but his grandfather was the security guard of churchill and he says that he was present in that meeting where they discussed this and the conclusion was that they should not tell the public about this in the times of war it will destroy all the beliefs that they had it will destroy the church itself right so yeah right in wow. the roswell incident okay in the roswell incident we'll come to another story okay from fort riley kansas now you you talk about area 51 but the fort riley stories are <laughs> if you listen to it okay so now roswell incident happened in july 1947 right where a guy comes to his house uh, lieutenant lieutenant and tells his 10 year old son that a aircraft crashed on a identified craft crashed and here is the material that we recovered and there was a news article issued by the air force that we have recovered a ufo okay mm-hmm. now we jump now we jump to 6th of july 1947 but a different place okay from new mexico we go to kansas fort riley that is also a military base okay there is this colonel philip okay colonel philip is very highly decorated officer and he swears under oath that he went to fort riley and there was this special cargo that was brought in and when he looked into it he saw an extraterrestrial body oh. it was about and he describes it that it was about 4 feet tall it had four fingers on his hand and four on its leg it had a bulb like head with no eyebrows and it just mm. had a slit for mouth and that is what priya was mentioning the yes. original perception of alien and that is the statement given by kanner phillips okay and you from the other story from roswell now we know that in july an aircraft crashed and yeah. it is said that it was a mysterious craft it crashed with three men three extraterrestrial in it and it was near a nuclear facility and okay, the- it crashed near a, yes and it had three extraterrestrial that is that is what the report or the in, it says and hence that was captured in the <clears throat> yes and the i mean the et's might have already been dead or something right and they were brought to maybe fort riley in kansas okay so, where he saw one of the body this area is in nevada <clears throat> um, yeah 
no four trilies in kansas area they will come to nevada also okay okay and then again in 1961 there are reports that there is a colonel based in washington who received reports of an alien autopsy being conducted in four trilie okay and reports of reverse engineering their technology the captured ships and stuff from there we get fiber optics microchips and stuff like that there are there are a lot of credible people who say that they have been to vatican and they have been into their classified museums their classified archives and libraries where they have seen ancient devices and relics that date centuries and centuries back and mm-hmm. they believe that this alien activity is going on from the time since we are here it's not just 50 years old it's it's here from the time we are here humans existed yes and that is what that major general said that it goes on from biblical times right so there's i told you about majestic 12 and project yeah. blue book there is also this project name code name aurora aurora, aurora. which which yeah yeah which basically classifies all the reverse engineering and Correct. stuff like that okay all the technologies and that is what we also think goes on in area 51 reverse mm-hmm. engineering of their technologies because it's a military base okay they test a lot of stuff in there okay so space ships that can go up into the atmosphere right we all know about sr71 do you know there was also an sr75 there was also an sr74 which could directly hit the smart uh, atmosphere so these are all in classified files about the technologies we do not we have not commercialized them but it is believed that we have a lot of that technology especially the united states okay so in project aurora like i told you about fort riley i think is also in a lot of project aurora parts because there are a lot of reverse engineering went on there let's talk about another place groom lake okay mm-hmm. groom lake 1971 there was this guy david adayu okay david adayu in 1971 he comes up with the idea of electromagnetic fusion rocket propulsion in 1971 he comes up with that idea now it was since a brilliant idea he was his eyes were immediately he was taken up by the military air force okay mm-hmm. and in his statement now okay there you you will see him saying these things okay there is a recorded version of it where he says that he was taken to groom lake groom lake is in nevada okay this is 1971 he was taken to groom lake in nevada and he claims that he met with general curtis leman who is chief of staff of united air force at that point okay united us military force at that point of time okay. chief of staff okay there in groom lake they were taken to an underground security base where he was shown an engine that was a size of a school bus now the latest technology that he developed was like the electromagnet fusion rocket propulsion that was like a meter okay he was shown an engine of the size of a school bus that he has never seen in his life before the engine did not had any bolts or machineries or any fixtures for that matter okay and it just appeared like an egg plant or a frog's belly right smooth so when you touch it it would feel a bit wet but it was very smooth to touch oh. or something like that and it responded to touch it responded to your touch and he immediately knew that it's alien where i mean humans are not capable we cannot build anything like that okay and from there also the concept comes that in the last 20 years we have quadrupled the technology that we had 
than we have done in the last 5000 years how are we able to do that how are we moving so ahead with the technology in, in past 20 to 25 years we have done that yeah. you know we haven't done that in last 5000 years <clears throat> right now i'll tell you another <clears throat> another story from groom lake itself okay these two stories first is the story from david adiv was yeah. shown an engineer he was asked to reverse engineer it we haven't been able to do that till now okay another one is from bob lazar and this bob lazar guy a lot of people believe him in people like george nap who is a 30 who has been working on this story for 30 years and is still working and there are a lot of other people who are working on bob lazar's story because it is the most credible one for reverse engineering alien tech that there is because it not only comes out before everyone else's story but because of the consistency and the verifiable details that have emerged over the years okay so, so this is uh-huh. happening around that frog like structure right no. so yes one was that frog like structure okay now this is another story okay this okay. one from bob lazar yeah now this moves let's say move 10 years ahead okay i t- i'm telling you about groom lake only at the moment okay yeah. so yeah groom lake okay <laughs> so nevada groom lake is in nevada so this guy bob lazar he shares details of his experience in uh, sector uh, sector s4 of this groom lake in nevada okay he was the he was given a job of reverse engineering nine ufos they had nine ufos captured and he was given the job of reverse engineering them that is sector 4 okay and the bob said that bob said that while he observed he identified that these ships they were powered by an element called element 115 that is what it is known as element 115 and he was very much ridiculed by the scientific community as that time because no such element existed no such element existed in august 2013 european scientists you know our collider right proved the existence of element 115 they proved the existence of it mm-hmm. that he discovered in 1989 and he believed that it allowed the craft to move at very high speed and it allowed it to fold space and time you all know what that is right warping space and time so we can travel create wormholes yeah. and aliens had a supply of it now if you look from that perspective i mean it could be true we have 37 isotopes of gold but there is only one isotope that we can actually fabricate right that we wear the gold that we wear right but true. there are 37 isotopes we fabric we can fabricate only one similarly one day we will also find an isotope of element 115 that we can fabricate but the existence of it is proven and there are a lot of credible stories like this where when you look at the documentaries about him he will explain it to you in such a way that you cannot deny it on the things he work reverse gravity propulsion systems gravity manipulators and stuff like that that can alter gravity now now this is groom lake groom lake is now known as area 51 these both stories of reverse engineering are from area 51 after okay. 1972 yeah so groom lake okay. yeah it it groom lake is now known as area 51 but by sorry uh, i wanted to ask what does reverse engineering meant when uh... it, it means that for example i give you some alien technology or i i give you a piece of code right you look at the code and you understand the working behind it and then you create it from scratch yourself 
Okay. Right? So But, I give you something that you don't know about. For example, I give you a mobile phone. You can open up my mobile phone, look at each the part, each of the parts, and know how it works, how it functions. To understand that, I mean, you require a mm. great level of technical knowledge even to do that. Okay. So one thing is engineer it to make something from scratch. Reverse engineering is to just reverse it to understand how it functions. Okay. To take it apart and know each of the component and how it works, so that you can create it again. Right, we okay. cannot create a bus size in one. Yeah. Yes, right. The element was formed, so uh, that's why it quoted reverse engineering to see where it came from and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, for example, to give you a very, very in layman terms, you might have seen transformers, the first part, right? Yes. Right. Wow. There is. They go to this place, the Hoover Dam, and they there is Megatron there, right? And they say that by studying him, we have developed these rockets and microchips and stuff like that, right? optical fibers lasers by studying him the technology that they had we have reverse engineered we have we did not know how to make it ourselves but by looking at him because he is a higher form we have tried to make him by studying him that is what reverse engineering is okay you okay. engineer something in reverse okay correct so these are some of the important stories from the us part of it right and these are very credible stories and most of these activities they happened around some nuclear nuclear power stations and, and you you talk about ufos there is a thing also called usos unidentified submerged objects <laughs> so you are saying that submerged <laughs> they might be under the ocean what what are you saying i mean the theory says that it should ideally be usos and they are much older and that is the reason that that is the ideal place for them to hide right we have a lot of stories about mariana trench and stuff like that uh, right? and the and oceans are the perfect place we can monitor skies we have radars and stuff like that oceans yeah. are huge and deep we we haven't even discovered 10% of our oceans but atmosphere we have true yeah so so i mean it's ideal for them to hide somewhere there and come out when they feel like before you go to usos i mean just one quick question most of stories and most of the data that we come across are mostly coming from us like we say that okay in all the movies the whatever alien yes ufos are getting uh, observed it's mostly around the united states but what do you think about the other places uh, on this planet like other countries like greenland uh, which mm. is really isolated correct a large part of antarctic ocean is like totally um i mean nobody has explored because life is not possible there exactly yeah exactly so so the us data you heard right these are few of the credible important stories that we have especially the roswell incident right that is very famous right let's but but they do not give us a lot of data or a lot of information let's go to places where we have it let's go to soviet union okay after the collapse of soviet okay a lot of data was declassified so let's start our story in soviet let's start with we have we have spoken a lot till 1971 to area 51 1971 we have covered let's jump to 1977 now soviet union there is a place in soviet union called petrozavodsk it is in karelia ussr okay then it's called petrozavodsk petrozavodsk uh, sorry it's russian i am not very adept to it <laughs> okay petrozavodsk karelia <laughs> So yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So now ten fifteen in the evening. 
there is guy who is living in his who is sitting in his living room his name is liv niklovic okay from his window he is just watching tv or reading his newspaper or whatever and from the window he he caught a glimpse of three luminous objects just hovering about 1 km above the city okay and he calls his wife and they are watching these three objects they are there hovering over and they hovered over for a minute and they disappeared in an instant and the glowing trail of light it reached their windows and they when they inhaled it they felt a burning sensation and they were they immediately suffered some form of anemia oh, sorry amnesia yeah. okay so these two folks they see that they inhale the 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 glow that came out from it the mist and they get a form of amnesia now at dawn this mysterious ufo returns okay it appears again and it there is a lot of description about it the drawings that people have made in 1977 of this particular object they called it the jellyfish ufo because it mm-hmm. appeared like that it was a very dark object and it was surrounded by a semi transparent ring and there were large tentacles like that of a jellyfish reaching towards the ground that were pulsating with some sort of electromagnetic field okay mm-hmm. so now you look at the description that people have given it it could be imaginable a story or whatever but but yeah hundreds of people witnessed this and this ufo it hovers around for a minute and then disappears with such a speed that people reported that their windows the glass on their windows melted Wow. and they have they showed photos of it because the when, yes and hundreds of people and from this story in north russia people say that this is seen for centuries this has been seen for centuries so after this the 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 russians are i mean the most secretive you can say right chinese mm-hmm. and russian so the russians denied that it was just a military experiment or it was just one of our satellites it was a part of our space program but people counter argue there were two top secret projects created immediately after this incident for ufo research now one is military so obviously we won't know the name of it the second one was academic and it was called setka okay it was joint military and academic it was called setka so <coughs> they observed and the russians were getting panicky why because they were observing that someone they did not know who it was but they had the capability they were tampering with their nuclear silos they were noticing that someone was visiting their super secret nuclear submarine bases they on the afghan border they spotted a ufo they sent six fighters to shoot it down all were lost six planes were lost 12 pilots within them they were also lost the ufo shot them down so this is all from a documentary from the first sighting in russia and and in north russia in siberia people report that this goes as far back to the centuries they have been seeing this like that so russia covered it up but as soon as the soviet collapse a lot of reports came out that the same kind of things and it's not just one particular kind of spacecraft there are a lot of them very size shape a lot of them so they reported that they have seen it in north russia in finland in uh, czechoslovakia all the reports came out that ufo sightings have been everywhere everywhere and especially 
specially making them panic more because they were the forces beyond their control they were tampering with the massive nuclear uh, power of russia and russia was worried that this tampering would not enable them to you know strike back to the us if there was a war mm-hmm. Wow. And and it makes sense because between 1945 to the end of the 20th century, right? There were over 2,000 nuclear tests. 2,000 nukes were detonated. I mean, if you are an extraterrestrial, nuclear bombs do a lot of harm to our upper atmosphere, right? The mushroom cloud that rises up, right? Yeah. So you can easily notice it. You can easily notice it. And to confirm the relation with their the the nuclear stuff, in 1960 there was this army person. okay who was tasked with filming the testing ranges okay so whenever there was a nuclear test he used to film the you know the missile test the missile is going there and have been so he reported that in any of these tests any of these tests whether it is done by america or russia the presence of ufos is a must they are immediately there immediately there and a lot of us military personnel confirm an undeniable presence that nuke sites are visit, visited very much by the ufos and it has document it has been documented a lot mm. there are a lot of documentaries around it a lot of declassified data there is a lot more that is classified but it is a known fact the guy that i'm talking about is professor jacobs his name is professor jacobs he's a He's a, he was in 1960. He was in U.S. Air Force. Okay, so like I said, he was filming this ballistic missile that was carrying a nuclear warhead. They it, they were on a testing range. Okay, mm-hmm. what happened was as he was filming it, he reports that in the frame from somewhere, another object came. Okay, and like I said, that it was a saucer-shaped object with something like a, a ping-pong sort of ball at the top of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. and they said that as they watched the missile burn the first phase second phase third phase as soon as it burned the third phase this object comes in okay and a beam shoots okay from that object to the warhead okay at the top of the missile there is the nuclear warhead it is carried at the top of it okay <laughs> so it shoots a beam at the top of it then it goes to the side shoots another beam then other side i mean it just created sort of a perimeter or in a circumference it it shot some beams maybe some taking some analysis or whatever okay and it just then disappeared with without a trace and it's on camera he recorded it on mm-hmm. camera then he was called by his seniors told to forget everything all the tapes were recorded uh, deleted and so, yeah okay so 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 the description okay and <clears throat> go ahead go and ahead. they have reported that and and this person and a lot of other military person reported that in any such training exercise anywhere over the world if there is a military training involving a device that contains a nuclear warhead ufo will appear immediately and they control what is going on and this is documented in many countries many countries that as soon as they want to do it they appear immediately so in 98 when pokhran uh, happened in india yeah well <laughs> i haven't heard anything about it but maybe mm. there is something in the us has hushed it up us has a lot of control across across the world on these information yeah so get to that i mean and the next story that i'm going to tell you okay that is and that file i was listening to it i got chills literally chills okay so this is the most notorious case till now that i have heard about 
most notorious case okay in early 1980s okay there is a nuclear missile base in yusovo ukraine okay yusovo is the name of the nuclear missile base it's in ukraine so it was early 90s and they just nearly avoided a global nuclear catastrophe on a massive scale okay so what happens was that the yusovo nuclear base in ukraine there is an underground control room there okay where the 52035 military units has battle station and the main objective of that 52035 unit is to launch a prior strike against us a first nuclear strike against us that is the only purpose of that so they are they are guys they are sitting up in their base okay and the lieutenant colonel is on the top monitoring the base and he sees some irregularity there is a ufo i mean we call it a ufo but what they reported us they see a massive object that they said that they had only seen in movies okay and it moved silently it hovered a glowing light and it was moving in a very unpredictable manner okay it came there okay and it is hovering there from the control room it is reported that immediately all the warning light on both the panels lit up and indicating that the missiles were being readied for a nuclear launch wow okay okay so ready uh, yeah the missiles are being readied for a launch okay and he is watching that the ship is there and the alien ship is there and the underground control room the 5035 military unit is there 50 and they are watching all the panels are being lit up okay uh-huh. now for this to happen the command had to come from moscow they call him and moscow knows nothing about it now in this moment we are we are like moments away from world war 3 okay their nuclear missiles at the yusovo base are at standby now okay and we are moments away from world war 3 for 15 seconds the base loses complete control of the nuclear arsenal there is this major davodevich katoman he is the commander of the control center and he in his statement says that he observed the illumination of all the displays simultaneously something manipulated a series of activation codes and put the nukes on standby and all the soldiers present there are watching in horror and 15 second later the ship disappears and everything goes back to normal everything they disappeared disassembled the equipment piece by piece every inch of it disassembled the entire base but no anomaly was found no anomaly and this was hidden only after the collapse of the soviet union the world got to know what happened and how close it was to that nuclear catastrophe so so so, so what they initially did is they activated and yes all the control over the nukes yes and then in like 15 minutes or so 15 they, seconds 15 seconds they dismantled everything piece by piece no no they did, did not dismantle the alien stopped i mean they activated the nukes and then they stopped the nukes okay they deactivated them and they left to identify if this was some to to just identify because people did not believe it right mm. how could something like that happen so they look for reason so later on they tried to identify maybe it is some fault are with our equipment so they removed all the equipment everything okay oh. and they found nothing i mean it was mm. just like like the ship came they did something okay 
and they activated all the nukes so most of the eyewitnesses what they say it was a message that we have seen your most powerful weapons and we are not impressed by them hmm. yeah we are not impressed by them we can control them at any point of time so to just give us a message that this is what we can do oh my god this just literally gave me chills because imagine what what would be the scenario of the people sitting there and witnessing this and they felt that there is some energy around them what boggles my mind more is how many of such secrets are like mm-hmm. uh, across the world we hardly know anything there's no a lot a lot media that covers these things i mean no of course the governments would have so many of uh, classified files and teams working on it even today as we speak i mean after these incidents the setka the 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 ufo monitoring agency i told you about for russia right the setka they have forms that are available still now in pictures okay where every soviet soldier had to report what they see in the sky when they see it the phenomenon was so massive and so increasingly in number okay that they had to report where it came from what size and shape so if you if we go ahead and deny the existence of these phenomena why do these forms from governments exist that are asking their soldiers to give the detailed description of what they saw when it appeared how it moved how fast was it moving stuff like that right and and a lot of reports are there poland hungary czechoslovakia i mean i'll tell you a instance of czechoslovakia okay after the collapse of the soviet so mm-hmm. in czechoslovakia on the radar once in 1987 it's 12th of july 1987 okay on the varnov dam they see that the airspace border has been breached over austria the austria and czechoslovakia airspace border was breached they did not know what it was so they scramble a uh, helicopter with three pilots in it okay Mm-hmm. they scrambled with three pilots to go and identify now the helicopters at that times they did not had locators or stuff like that like we do have on our modern equipments right mm-hmm. so they have to be guided by the base station on where to go you know what altitude is the object present and stuff like that so they can have a visual confirmation so the three member army crew flew in a helicopter to investigate now they are flying and they saw something at a distance but it was very far so they give back that give back a signal that we saw and it looks like a fighter it looks like a fighter but it's very far so now the base starts guiding them towards it now they are at they are gaining height they are above the clouds and they see nothing okay and it's nearby they know that it's nearby it's somewhere in the clouds it's something but they cannot they are not yet able to see it and the airspace base station is guiding them and they are super worried they are dressing up in their uh, parachutes and stuff maybe they have to jump out immediately or something like that because it's a very horrific situation mm-hmm. right it's very it, it's going to make you very nervous you can't see anything and you know it's somewhere around here and immediately you notice something move right at the top of the them okay top it passed over the helicopter and they saw that it was like an aircraft with no wings it was like a cigar with a color and reflection of aluminum so like a bullet or something mm. right and it was it has no windows nothing just shining silver and around 10 to 15 meters in length that wow. is what they were they went back to their base okay and it was near them around for a moment and 
then it disappeared in the direction of the nearest power plant okay this ufo is called we have given a name to it see how interesting it is it is called a tic tac ufo 30 year later new videos that were declassified by the pentagon has shown this tic tac ufo okay it's available over the internet okay so these videos have been released by pentagon they were taken by navy pilots from the uss nimitz that is an aircraft carrier right uss nimitz mm. so the pilots took videos of these aircraft 30 year later that matches the description what these czechoslovakian pilots gave in 1987 okay so in 2004 they took video of it so the tic tac hovers there is a video if you see it that tic tac ufo is hovering they are recording it from their jets and then it flies at around 2700 km per hour they cannot beat it they cannot catch up with it my god <laughs> so yeah. so many mind boggling things yeah mind boggling man mind boggling i mean the next story i'll tell you it's yeah. gonna blow your mind okay it's gonna blow your mind I mean, so not... yeah And, and and this Czechoslovakian yeah, incident yeah similar Czechoslovakian incidents you seen Poland 4 years earlier uh, okay and it was all hushed up as a part of Soviet Union but there are lot so in that moment the world was divided politically a lot right in within Europe you, itself you had a eastern bloc and a western bloc right so in both the blocks you have a lot of USA UFO sightings lot of let's talk about let's talk let's go 1000 kilometers from czechoslovakia okay there is this town in soviet union called dalengorks dalengorks okay it's russian man no no <laughs> so one month after the czechoslovakia incident one month after it okay there is this town called dalengorks it's in serbia russia 1000 kilometers away now it is the most interesting site it is called the roswell of soviet okay that interesting it is called the roswell of soviet because in roswell we had we know we had a ufo crash with three aliens what they say Correct. so there was this fifth grade elementary student okay in in that city i told you in serbia he was returning home and he saw a glowing object it was moving toward the mountain and it collided with a mountain and there are hundreds of eyewitnesses who confirmed that something glowing light it came and it collided okay the name of the peak which it collided with it's called iser konya iser konya or we'll call it at height 611 that is how it is known as in english okay so let's call it height 611 so you saw that it collided with height 611 and height 611 as the moment is one of the most or the most famous ufo site in russia okay like we have like you hear about area 51 in the us it's it's holds the same value so people went there and they did not hear any explosion just a little bit of fire around the trees and they say that the metal left behind after the collision it was not of this world it had a lot of unusual qualities and and many people just refused to believe it that something like that can even exist now this event it's later dubbed as soviet roswell but it does not ends here now the interesting story starts 8 days later okay 8 days later after this collision in the evening two yellow glowing objects appear again they come to this height 611 hover against it do a circumference then they go to the crash site they circ they circuit it a lot of times maybe trying to identify some trace of the you know gone shape or something like that 
and then they they do some whatever they were doing and they disappear in a flash like boom they're gone okay and this also is a prelude to what is happen next on saturday november 28 1987 the air space in that city of serbia dalengox it was flooded with ufo it was flooded with ufo and it's a story so much hushed no one knows about it according to hundreds of eyewitnesses from 10 in the evening till the next morning 32 ufos did a fly over in that city 32 that their shape varied greatly some were 200 in meter in length some were small and maybe they were searching for their lost object or something my yeah exactly right 32 ufo sightings in one night the the night sky what they tell in document it was flooded with ufos i mean it was everywhere i mean that was something you just cannot cover up that the entire city saw it and that is why the site was closed to public for 3 years and it is one of the most important sites one of the most important site Dude. so imagine <laughs> imagine the accounts of what people have said right i mean this this sense because initially when the crash and a lot of other ufos came just maybe there would be an alien object which they were looking for Um, yeah, it's a who, who might have like been injured, them up something could like. be, yeah, could be man, could be, and and I mean we have a lot of stories about UFOs. We don't know that much about USOs, but people say that those are the main things. So unidentified submerged objects, right? They are in oceans, and they are you'll find a lot of them around nuclear submarines. Okay, they you if you hear the stories of military personnel, they will say that when they are in nuclear submarines, they can on their sonar detect objects who are moving at hundreds of knots. I mean, nothing can move that fast on earth. Nothing can. Okay, reports come from Soviet Union from a very long time of a two hundred foot long uh, unidentified submerged object (USO), and it was like a bullet shaped object. It punched. right out right next to their boomer class trident submarine and went straight out of space and there is a photo mm-hmm. that this guy was holding showing it that there was a submarine and there is this punching out of the ocean and it's just reaching out for the space and and it is one of the main reasons that the researcher believes that it is not the air force that drives the ufo research it is the navy the ufo all the ufo mm. research is driven by the navy not by the air force it's all navy okay so it could be that they hide in there or something like that and the reports go long back for this usos than it is for ufos usos has been seen for lot longer than the ufos and there But are there a lot of reports be, yeah yeah the comparatively uh, reports from air force are more than the usos do you yes correct okay. because we can see them easily right in the sky yes in the oceans i mean yeah in the oceans is just we can see with our own naked eyes in the sky at least right we have more mm-hmm. yeah we have a lot more control in our atmosphere than we have within the planet itself so And, and, and there are hundreds of cases like these for USOs where, like you mentioned, God of Greenland, right? There was this Navy officer, okay, from Russia, 
and he was a very decorated officer such a decorated officer that he used to move his submarines from continent to continents between beneath the ice to be not detected he was so famous so famous okay he reports a lot of seeing these objects in baltic and the black seas in ice beneath greenland okay and one of the russian official russian spokesman said that we cannot give you any information about the usos or where they are sighted because then you will get to know where the nuclear submarines operate mm. so if we give you that where we see these objects you will also know the logistics of the russian nuclear submarines because mm. that is where these objects are found okay and and uso cases i have now the most mind blowing story okay that that is hard to believe but it is there in documentaries people know about it people say about it people believe in it okay now i mentioned that brazil brazil has brazil is the only country who has been a lot transparent related to this alien activity and stuff okay i'll tell you about the most famous brazil case 1977 august okay there is an island in brazil called the calares it is in amazon delta a group of fishermen he they are ready to head out the sea for fishing but they spot something extraordinary in the water a kind of light they saw that is coming from the bottom of the ocean and it is communicating with a umbrella like spaceship or a structure that is floating up at line is light is directly pulsating light is going and it's some form of communication happening between bottom of the ocean and that umbrella like object and it hovers over the beach for some time and that disappears soundlessly and know that everyone reports it soundless but the subsequent this is one basic now the sighting start and the subsequent sightings are very chilling from this incident till several months several months local report local people report daily ufo sightings daily ufo sightings and they say that these ufos they seek locals for research most of them they appear on the north side of the uh, island calares okay and they say that they shoot out a beam on the locals they cause them stinging injuries and when these patients when these injuries were diagnosed they were also found to be a special form of amnesia like we saw in that soviet union those two husband and wife right so when they were diagnosed 35 people injured people they all the same okay they said that beam was fired and they were found with some sort of special amnesia their memory and stuff the attacks they are called chupa chupa or sak sak they are, the local people have even named the attacks and it's in newspapers they have newspaper articles about these attacks the alien attacks they are shooting beam they are capturing people they are observing them they are sort of trying to know more about us in a manner okay so the brazilian military was involved okay and they had they shot out four films and hundreds of photos and the operation was named operation plate this was initially hidden from the world uh, that but but it later came to know that the brazilian military was actually able to make contact with the alien okay so there was this captain urange holanda he was the commander of that operation that was going on in brazil right because the aliens was hurting the people so he said that he was on this river on a boat he was doing his perimeter rounds and a cylinder like object came from the sky a figure 
separated from that object it hovered and it came right in front of him it's like human shaped figure and it mm-hmm. was just there for a moment and then it just floated back with attached with the ship or went in the ship and it just went away just went away and <clears throat> i mean stories like this there is another incident of 1996 that is called the vargina ufo incident vargina and this is one of the most critical brazilian incident that happened it is initially it was reported a lot by the media and then it was hushed by the request of us so brazil military then denied it cleared all the data and they simply said it did not happen what happened was that in brazil in the in vargina the city of vargina a ufo crashed and two or three hours later two extraterrestrials emerged from it and they were wandering through the land of vargina and there are tens of people who are seeing them who saw them and there are photos that they would have taken and there are two extraterrestrials just wandering around in vargina and it's known as the vargina ufo incident of 1996 and it was very widely reported in the media initially and was later all declassified all classified on the request of us that is what the documentary says so i mean i mean literally if you look at these incidents i mean if there are actually people who have seen these aliens mm-hmm. and a lot of these people researchers they do believe that we have the technology that the governments monitor these a lot if then if if you have a photo of an alien a clear photo they would know about it and you will never be able to show it to the world so there are a lot of theories like that that is all so protective so classified that yes it's not possible to make it public like that but yes these incidents if you see so many people their names on the table their names on the table right people have even named suck suck chupa chupa the attacks by aliens where people are being captured for research did they cause any harm to the people who spotted i mean they got attack? some sort of yeah amnesia or something lost their memory but so i do not time, i uh, i was just saying every time uh, this thing happened there was a case of amnesia but how did uh, uh, people believed how did scientists believe that yes this might no. be a possibility every time there was a sighting it was not like that in a few cases that we say mm. like in brazil this case right in mm. brazil so and the the thing noted we are not talking about ufos it's like usos they are coming out of the water from the amazon delta mm. right they are coming there so this is one incident in this island where i talked about the one incident in russia but there might be other cases we do not know about but it's not like in every case they are interacting with their humans these few cases we know from brazil where we actually see where they actually reported some interaction in mm-hmm. other cases we do not see any interaction it's just that we know that they are tampering with their nuclear stuff okay and it is very widely documented all over the world i mean any military base they say that there is new, there is activity there is alien activity at all the nuclear bases in the world there is not even a single base where it isn't are there any instances from india now that we have nuclear power stations uh, i don't think so i don't know <laughs> i don't i haven't heard any stories about india honestly hmm. so there's okay. a reason why us and russia uh, have so many yeah. reports 
Yeah, I mean, you, yes, initially because they started it and recently mm. maybe the activity has decreased because we have moved to a more stable position, right? We are not in that situation of war now. And in that point, the world was very tense, correct? Correct. So, yeah, so maybe that's why they interfered a lot then and they don't do that now. Maybe they are some, like, like we were talking about the, about the evolution of species, right? There could be three type. If you talk about the evolution, you, you can have three types, okay? The first type would be which can harness the entire energy of the planet, right? Type 1 species. The second one could be which can harness the energy of its star, like when we start doing that with our sun. So, I mean, that is very difficult. There are concepts like Dyson sphere that is like building a glass structure around the sun and very lengthy topic. And the third type would be who can who who can control entire galaxies, that much amount of power. They would be kind of like gods to us. Currently, we are at 0.7. We do not harness the entire energy of the planet, right? We haven't reached volcanoes and our core and stuff like that, correct? Mm -hmm. So, we are at 0.7 and it will take us a couple hundred years to become one. Okay. So, it could be that we are dealing with a type 3 civilization who are like gods mm -hmm. to us. And, and it could be that we are so puny. Like, like if you take an example of a squirrel, right? Right. Mm -hmm. For us, what does it matter? It has no brain for, uh, for it. If you try to explain physics to a squirrel, would it understand? No. It is happy in a tree. Right? The tree is everything to a squirrel. So maybe we are like that to them. Just they try to guide us. Something. Yeah. If you talk about that, there are a lot of theories and thought processes that you can apply. But could be. If there are aliens, they are not coming to us. We know that they are super powerful. They can control our weapons. They can, they can do anything they want. And even if they want to hide, maybe that is the reason, right? That they are not actually, they are not actually malicious or malevolent. They Correct. don't want to interfere with us. It's just that, yeah, they want to keep the world a better place, maybe, right? Or they have gone through the same destruction in their lifetimes. Maybe they have been like we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Dead species or quiet species. So there also could be that there are a variety of type of alien, and the one that we have are quiet ones who do not want us to, you know, to become so visible with our weapons and our power that other species might take note of that or they just form a protective cover around us protect us from ourselves yeah. <laughs> so a lot of thought processes such a beautiful statement protect us from our brains and like destructive yeah theories. yeah correct correct i mean that is that what is when true. we talk about the great barriers and stuff like that right we were talking about it so a great barrier could be a technology right i mean we might have already crossed it Maybe it could be nuclear or may it could be a technology where we are like, okay, now this button is going to take us to space and we press it and boom, everything over. And that what happens to every civilization. They reach a particular point mm -hmm. and from and there, they just gone. cannot make the, gen, make the jump. Yeah, they develop something. Maybe it's artificial. A lot of theories then. <laughs> you can talk entire night about it. Yeah. I feel there is an ocean of... Uh knowledge and I yeah. feel very tiny in front of it. So there are uh, some movies present and of course books which you mentioned. So uh, if you could recommend us uh, about such instances where... Uh, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean movies and books I don't have. I'll recommend documentaries. There are UFO top secret project documentaries on Netflix. You'll find a lot of data about uh, on YouTube. Look for Kalash. We haven't talked about Kalash, mm -hmm. but they say that, you know, Kalash, the home of Lord Shiva. Yeah. Correct? And that there is a lot of alien activity there. Sadhguru went there, right? And he laid down a person there. 
he placed uh, water near the forehead of the person and he called the aliens into that body of the person and it was so hot that the water started boiling and it's on a youtube video you can see that and they say that at night if you go there there would be green lights coming out of the lake and they would go up and down again back and a similar phenomena happened like when i talked about that crash in that siberia town right so mm-hmm. in that also happened that when they did crash after that there was this light which went up and down and up and down for some time and then like that so you see a lot of that in kalash also people say that that there is a video actually of sadguru is calling aliens into human body and the water starts boiling in the and uh, the temperature of the woman rises so a lot of that information there just just google aliens and you'll find a lot but if you want to watch really good movies i mean there's this movie called prometheus okay that's alien movie to everyone would have known and seen right alien that's a prequel to it right which says that there is a super advanced species and she and that species for some reason angry with us and wants to destroy us so yeah a lot of stuff like that is there but there would be no credible story that tells you all this okay you'll have to gather the data from various sources really thrilled guess... with the connection <laughs> of aliens and shiva and uh, some insights which you throw that we should read about it and i'm surely going to take a look upon it kejiya yeah. what do you think i mean the kind of information that uh, you gave and the secrets of different governments <laughs> that you just put out on this um, widely heard podcast you better save your ass you might get arrested they would <laughs> don't say that man i did not say anything of my own accord okay I have, whatever i have seen it's on internet okay freedom yeah. of speech there might be some cia agents or people from you know outside the window so just <laughs> have a look but i think this was um, like such an informative episode we we what we recorded for one and a half hours and we didn't even realize so i'm sorry about my connection in the in, in the middle but i think this is totally something which i think a lot of our listeners won't be knowing and uh, because they do these things are not out there in the mainstream right priya we hardly get to come across these topics in our regular days so and for that reason you should here to listen to our podcast because we come up <laughs> with so many of amazing topics and we have uh, bharat bhai with us all the time so i say we want more of uh, bharat bhai in our i mean you'll have upcoming <laughs> yeah. we'll obviously have more of him and like during the uh, like your closing statements bharat bhai you mentioned about the kalash right and the sadguru right. uh, experiment that he did there's so right. many so many things that are spoken about the kalash because mm. uh, during the start of the episode itself we mentioned that um, shiva was earlier considered to be maybe considered to be an alien right and um, so there are obviously so many things around kalash that that is there so i think we should dedicate one episode entirely to kalash parvat Correct. yeah and maybe the himalayas it. man himalayas and the himalayas or the everest you know all of these are our favorite topics so yeah. sure sure we should do it and i think like you mentioned the sightings that are out there um, are mostly you know uh, what the uf what the militaries or the navy people have seen right now and few of them with the common 
people like one of one in the Czechoslovakia and in Brazil right. where the aliens were walking in the town. Right. But I think a lot of uh, places in the earth are like totally unexplored, like the Himalayas and the oceans, especially. And I think uh, so, so much of it could be found there. So much of it would be there. And we never, Definitely. We never I mean, know we about have, it. Yeah. We don't even know 10% of the oceans. So, yes, it is very, very easy. If aliens are there, it is the best place for them to hide, I guess. In the atmosphere, yeah. we can radar them. <laughs> so, yes. And definitely, I mean, Kailash, there are a lot of mysterious stories about it. We have seen, we, we already see it. If you go there, you feel it. It's it's sure. not just yeah. a story. You feel it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who goes there, you speak to them. They will have some kind of experience. They get connected to spirituality. It happens. Mm. It, it's there. It's there. You're... And your body starts aging faster, your hair grows faster, your nails grow faster. So you people say that when you're there, you are more closer to moksha and you're moving toward it faster than, yeah, you should. So yes, there are a lot of stories like that. lot of, and, and the stories that we have, man, this is all the research mm. that just I did. And it's just the research that I did for a few hours. I mean, I'm sure if I sit for one more week, I would have 10 times more stories like this. Of course. So, yes. Yes, there is a lot of data. If you look around, go deep enough, you'll find a lot of data. And you'll, you'll, and these are stories, I mean, when you read it, when you see it, when you see people speaking about it that passionately, it makes you believe that, yes, there could be. Why couldn't be there? There could be. And we also looked at the data about the history of our universe. It was very precise, but still. So, yeah, there is a lot of possibility for life to exist everywhere. And it has existed. We have seen that. Yeah. So, why yeah. not? I mean, sure. But, yeah, thank you so much for this episode and the information that you gave us in this and all our listeners who are joined with us for this episode. I'm sure there would 90% of the stuff that you heard uh, would be the first time that you're coming across such information. And... I'm like, I can write it on a bond paper. Like, this is so much credible. And the information that Bharat Bhai gave is like, just, just so much to absorb at this point. And I hope everybody had a great time. And Priya, I hope you, you got to know a lot of new things because I spend a lot of time with Bharat Bhai. So he already keeps talking about these things. I'm just and, grateful that you introduced him to our life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be around. And say that again, mate, a lot more time. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Bharat Bhai. And uh, thank you. Um, thank you, everybody, thank you. for listening. And we'll see you again next week. And I hope you get this episode and share this episode with everybody who's interested in space aliens, because this is, of course, one of the most intriguing topics that ever comes across. So, with that, it's time to say bye until next time. And we'll see you around. And Bye, we'll guys. Bye, guys. More better topics. Buenas noches. Buenas noches and happy Independence Day in Mexico. And <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. See you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey there, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just in case you liked the episode, do leave us a rating and follow us on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to. It will be of great help if you share the podcast with your friends and tell them what podcast you're consuming. 
and you can also send us your questions, suggestions, feedbacks, and AMAs at please say that again, mate, at gmail.com, or you can DM us on our Instagram. Our handles are there in the description of the show. And with that, I'll take your leave and see you again next week.